A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. We're recognizing farms and homesteads that have been in the family for more than 100 or 150 years. I'm Charity Seebecker from the Midwest Farm Report. These families will get together at the Wisconsin State Fair in West Allis on August 8th for a celebratory breakfast. One farm being recognized is the farm of Allen Cone. This Green Lake County's farm history dates back over 100 years. Allen shares more about the history of the farm and how he has not missed a day milking in over 35 years. 18, 1899, my great-grandpa bought it or acquired it. I don't know how old he was when he bought it. He just been fairly old too when he bought it. And I said that it, I guess that uh, I don't know if the previous one had deceased or not. I know it was a it was a noble that owned it before that, but I don't know, you know, if he deceased or just, you know, sold it to my great grandpa. And what was that original farmstead like? What were the buildings on it? Maybe the size or acreage or was it a dairy operation? Was it crops or take me through kind of what that looked like? Yeah, I said, they ain't real familiar with it. Dad never said much, and Grandpa, I guess, I don't know, we never went back in history a lot, you know, but I said, as far as I know, because my dad just remembered building a dairy barn, because he said he always ran around on the foundation, you know. I said, uh, this the cement, it was all poured cement, it wasn't stones. I said, my sister's barn is a stonewall barn, yet that was built before this one, but I said this, and then he always ran around on the foundation, I said, and then they just milked a few cows at first, but it was all canned milk, so I said, I don't know what, they did before, you know, before my dad's memory, you know, because then to tell me about it, but they didn't have a dairy barn. They had a few buildings, and I said, I know the, the house is here then. I'm still living in that. You know, it's really old and ancient and falling apart, but I thought it lasted as long as I do. But I said, but no, what dad always said, I don't know how cows and everything survived back then, because I got pictures of them, black and white pictures back, you know, my grandpa and my dad standing in the barn, and they were only up to like your armpit, you know, they were short, they were small. I mean, they weren't skinny, but Dad said they had no alfalfa and no corn. I mean, it didn't exist. I mean, all you, you had was, you know, wild grass and marsh grass, you know, and there was nothing nothing like corn at first. And then a little bit of corn you did have. You didn't have spray or chemicals to spray anything, so then you were the darn. And Dad says, you know, he took a pair of horses down there and just took like a big old, you know, those cast iron tubs. I said, you know, that what they boiled in and stuff, I guess, when they rendered lard and did pigs and stuff like that and butchered pigs. You always had a great big cast iron tub, you know, that I said, you know, that they always would take that and like on the boards and then the horses would pull it and go down the corn rows and snap the corn out and put in there. So, you know, that to fill that tub, you know, nowadays you'd only go, you know, 20 yards and, you know, but back then, you know, just if you didn't, didn't have fertilizer and you said the cow manure and stuff like that. But it's just weird how far we come because I said, the dad said, they didn't have electricity until 32, you know, 1932 and he was born in 26 and we haven't had any electricity under 100 years and look how far we come so hard raising animals because you know and then they always would share a bull you know to take for breeding and same as a pig you know then nobody had trucks or trailers and they had to like a bull you put a lead rope on him and he had a picture of a Hereford bull one time and he was holding on to him dad was only like you know 10 years old hanging on to it so that was back in the 30s but You'd lead the bull down the road and everybody would share them, you know, to breed your cows and go to the next farm because nobody could afford to feed one at every farm. You know, you, you shared. All the buildings are mostly built after that that I know of. I said, you know, and besides the house, you know, we gradually built things. And Speaking of those improvements yep. that are those changes, 
what is the farm today? Take me through some of what has changed from then to now that maybe you or your dad have done. Yeah, I guess I know we built built, you know, just a garage, you know what I mean? Store vehicles in and I said and I mean putting roofs on the barn, kept it up, you know, and I said and I no longer milk dairy in my barn anymore. I said I milk at my sister's. I said it's only, you know, quarter mile away because her barn is set up better and bigger barn and holds more because mine had calf pens in there and had a horse stall in there and I said and you know, didn't hold uh, twenty one cows and sisters hold forty four, so twenty by forty building we built for sheep and still got a few yet sheep, you know, and uh, we had one pig barn that we eventually kinda of fell down, we tore down. I mean, you know, I said that I don't know, dad built that or that was here before dad too, but I said that I had one old building called the woodshed because they always stored the wood in there, you know, and I said to keep it dry and inside back then. I don't know. Now a lot of people, you know, Amish stuff just, you know, courted outside, you know, the wood, but dad always had to have everything in, you know, as the tractors were in, vehicles was in and wood was in, everything was inside. So I mean we locked the chickens in every night, everything everything was inside, you know. So I said, you know, I was piled the wood in there and it carried to the house. So really haven't put up, you know, many buildings or, you know, had to do a real lot, you know, we just kept the barn up. That was the main Thing, you know, the main barn, and now that's just store hay in the top, and bottom is just empty now. I said there's nothing in there. He's still got the stalls in there yet, and stanchions in there. And I said there's one bit hanging in there from the horses yet, and I said, I wonder who hung that there. My great-grandpa or my grandpa <laughs> hung a bit on the wall, and then the horse is gone. And I said the bit still hangs here yet for the horses, but I never moved it. So I said, well, I didn't need it for nothing, and weird. I said the last time somebody hung it up there, I wonder, well, is this going to be here 100 years from now? <laughs> you know you never think of that, but so what are you doing today on the farm? Is it more just a farmstead to live on? Are you still doing cropping? Or take me through what today looks like for you. Today our brother's got, you know, poultry business, but I don't know how long he's gonna do that. He's been doing that for oh, you get got like five hundred chickens and you know, he gets five hundred some eggs a day that he resells and I said so we got a lot of poultry on the farm, we still got sheep on the farm. I said there's we had like 200 sheep, you know, but then last year bro brother sold most of them. He's kind of, you know, cutting back. I said, I just, he doesn't live here. I mean, I live here, but he's my farm. And other than that, I said, there's just probably 40 sheep here and 500 chickens. And I said, and geese. I said, and a few dogs. And I said, otherwise, I just said, well, I got a few steers here and stuff that are in the pasture and stuff. But in the winter, they go back to the other farm. Otherwise, it's just not cash crop. I mean, we raise all the crops to feed my cows that are in my sister's barn. So I said, we still farm all the land yet. I said, and never, you know, never sell any or never rent any out and just utilize all the crops. And we still don't have enough to feed the cows that I have. What made you want to take over the farm or be involved? I don't know. I just was born into it, I guess. You know I mean? You know, you don't have to stay and don't have to do it. But I don't know. I guess it's the love of cattle, like when you raise a calf, you know, and I said, you know, and I said, and sometimes they struggle with, I just had one like a month ago, he couldn't even stand up, you know, and I was giving him vitamins and selenium and kept trying to get him up and I said, trying to get him going. And I said, and then he's so weak and I don't know why he's just, you know, malnutrition or something, you know, that the mother or something, she was all right. But I said, I told the calf, I said, you try, I'll try. So I said, and this, and then I finally get him up, and he, he lay his neck against my leg, like right by my billfold, you know, my pocket, and I hang into his neck on the other side to hold him up and feed him a bottle. And I finally give him a drink, and I said, that took him about a month. I said, well, now he's perfectly fine like the rest of them. I guess it's just the birth, the life, I mean, you know, that you actually, you know, can watch him grow and know that you did it, know that you saved him, know that you raised him, know that you fed him, and you actually 
you got an end result. I mean, you can see something growing, and I said it's just a satisfaction of getting her in the milking line and seeing her milk, and I name a lot of the cattle, and I said they're just, they mean something to you. There's not a number to me, so and I don't know Dad did it, but he always had all the cattle memorized. I'd tag them, you know, and put ear tags in them because I forget a lot of them, and Dad never did, and he could remember from two and a half years from they were born until when they freshened, you know, who their mother was, you know, who their grandma was, and I mean, they're in the pasture in the summer, you know, for like three, four months out of the year. You don't even see them. Then you, I, I forget, you know, once you don't see them, I know they're out there, but you can, what they look like, who they are, and, you know, why do you have to take up brain space for that? But he could do it. But I guess that's just, you know, watching the birth. And, I mean, the deaths are hard, you know, when a baby calf is born and you're sitting there and it doesn't breathe or something at first and you're trying to get it going and it doesn't survive. I mean, that's rough. I mean, you watch something die in your hands, and but... I guess the ones that do survive are the ones that take the best care of it you can and make sure they're always bedded, they're always dried, they're always taken care of, you know, watch them for pneumonia and scours and just treat them, take care of them, and do the best you can. And then, I mean, Dad said, well, I mean, there's the ones you're making a living off them, so he said, take care of them. He said, they take care of you. He said, you wouldn't have any of this if, this if it wasn't for them. And I said, well, yeah, what do I have? I mean, I mean, I mean I'm making a living and I can stay at home and don't have a boss. And the part about farming, you can you got some ownership in it. I mean, you know, that's just why I want to take it over, I guess. And brother never really liked milking cows much. He just, you know, I mean, he likes animals, but just didn't want that tied down twice a day. That's the hard part. So I haven't missed a day of milking in 35 years. So I said, I've been there since 1988, the last time I missed a day of milking. So I said, I just, you won't like Dad said, you want to take care of it. So, Is there interest in a next generation continuing that or taking on the farm in any aspect? that's the empty spot. I said, you know, so I said, I've never been married. Brother's married, doesn't have kids. Sister hasn't been married. I haven't been married, so I don't know where it's going to go from here. I guess I was saying we got a lot of Amish surrounding us, so I said, I mean, you know, the horses here, and they'll probably have cattle here, not to do milk or anything, but at least they'll still be like a, a farm, you know I mean? You know, not just crop it and stand empty the rest of the year in a building stand here. I know I'd rather see animals on it, you know, and out in the pastures and stuff. And that's what I always wanted to have kids or somebody to take it over. But then do you want them to work as hard as I do their whole life and maybe push them off to go do something else? We're going to have weekends off and don't have to work so hard. But as it it'd be, it'd be their choice. But I guess it just never happens. Alan Cohn shares the story of his family farm in Green Lake County. The Century Farm Program originated as part of Wisconsin's centennial celebration in 1948. Each year, about 100 properties are honored. You can listen to some of these stories at MidwestFarmReport.com. These stories are brought to you courtesy of Compere Financial. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.